Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Malcastro, and I am your host. I've got a few like housekeeping things before we begin. Um, first of all, I want to say huge congratulations to new head coach of Gotham FC, Scott Parkinson. He was a guest on the show back in like January, beginning of this year. So huge, huge, huge shout out to him. He is a fantastic coach, and I'm glad that he was picked to be their replacement. And second of all, I was just on another podcast talking about the NWSL, which comes out, uh, it came out today, but this is going up on Tuesday next week. So it's called the final third podcast. I'm talking about all things NWSL with my new friends, Jack and AJ. So I'll link the podcast down below. Please take the time to listen to it. I had a lot of fun doing it and yeah, but let's get Started with today's episode, I have a really special guest on today. Would you care to introduce yourself, please? Hi, everyone. My name is Adrian Smith. I am a lot of things. I play women's tackle football, women's flag football, and I'm also the creator of Blitz Champs, a super fun football card game for kids and families. That is awesome. I, I want to go right into to talk about football because... Like, I just want to know, how you got into football? Was there a certain team that you watched growing up or maybe a certain player that got you interested? Yes. So uh, my parents tell me that it all began at the young age of three uh, when I would watch television, uh, watch the NFL, and I was enthralled with the game. Uh, and as far as my favorite team, it's the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I live in New York, so no offense to my New York Giants, but I do love the San Francisco 49ers. And my favorite player is Jerry Rice, uh, the greatest male wide receiver. I'll put it like that. I'm still working on becoming the greatest female wide receiver. That's awesome. Um, I'm, I'm not much of a football person myself. A lot of, of my family members are, you know, rooting for the Bears. We're all based in like the Chicago suburbs. Uh, my uncle, weirdly, is a Cowboys fan. Um, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He listens to the show, so I, I, I can't wait. I'll be like, hey, Ooh, we'll talk Tommy, with me. <laughs> um, it, it's so weird because my grandma, um, kept telling us that my uh, so my mom's two brothers are, are football fans. My mom doesn't care about football, but um, so my uncle Steve grew up like a Cowboys fan and then became a Bears fan. And then my uncle Tommy grew up a Bears fan, but then became a Cowboys fan. So I want to know, like, where in the world, like, hmm. this switch happened. But, yeah, a lot of people in my family like football. I'm one that's like, Ugh, like, I, I don't know. It's just not been something that that I take the time to watch. I don't really watch a lot of sports anyway. I have the show. But right. The amount of times that I'll be watching, actively watching a game is, like, I, I, I don't I don't want to call myself out, but I don't really watch a lot of games recently, especially with school starting. But is is your team, is there a way to watch um, any of the teams that you're on? Is there like a YouTube Live, Facebook Live? Um, right. So I play for the, the Boston Renegades and we are uh, three time. We just we just three peated. We brought uh, six national titles back to the city of Boston. And we're super excited because uh, as of July 24th, we became back-to-back-to-back champions in the WFA, the Women's Football Alliance. So if you want to watch our games starting next year in 2022, 
Uh, we always stream our home games on Facebook Live. And then whether we're playing in D.C. or who knows where we'll be playing, uh, Baltimore, Philly, Pittsburgh, et cetera, then it will be a matter of um, following those teams or going to those teams' websites and seeing where they're streaming the games. I, recently, there's been a lot of, like, I don't want to say disconnect. Um, there's a better word than that. But it's just been so hard to watch women's sport in, in general. Like, the NWSL has a thing with Paramount Plus, but then you got to buy a subscription to that. Or um, the WNBA also is on, like, ESPN or ABC or CBS. But then there's also, like, Amazon Prime, and then you have to buy that. Um, as much as I love... The, these partnerships taking place, I, I kind of wish that they would just make a deal with the TV network or, you know, not have it like be such like a, a thing where it has to be so forced on them to do it. I wish they'd be like, oh, this is the thing that's happening. Let's put it on TV. Do you think in the future that your league will eventually go on national television or there might be a network that wants to put you guys on TV? Yes, absolutely. And just to speak to it, I mean, sports is any other type of entertainment. So it all comes down to economics. And typically male sports have been uh, more supported in terms of uh, promotions, in terms of uh, the amount of draw that male sports can bring. So their economics, they're operating at a higher economic level. That's why it's easier to see uh, say an NBA game or to see uh, a men's football game because they've just had more time in the business to establish these relationships. When you're dealing with women's sports, it's still nascent, it's still new. NWSL, uh, the National Women's Hockey League uh, getting a deal. So it's going to take a little more time for these sports to establish themselves and to get the relationships needed in terms of media so that you can easily turn on your television and view them. In the meantime, I'm super grateful for the ESPN threes of the world, for YouTube Live, for Facebook Live, to at least provide some type of platform where women's sports can be viewed. With more time, absolutely. I, I believe that uh, the women's tackle football games, the, the entire uh, industry will be televised on more mainstream platforms. I recently went to um, Athletes Unlimited Softball in Rosemont. And, How was um, that? It was, it was such a, it's, it's such a fun time. AU softball, like I just made an episode about it. Um, the whole athletes unlimited league is just fantastic. And honestly, I would like to see them dabble in football and maybe a bunch of other sports. They got three sports going on lacrosse, softball, and oh my God, volleyball. I was blanking on it for a second. Good morning. Um, but they were nationally televised on FS1 and I was surprised when I looked at the graphic, I was like, is this a mistake? Like it was just, it's their second season and they're already on TV or maybe they were last year too. Like, I want to know how that came to be so quickly. There was just it's like a matter of, yeah, it's a matter of negotiation. Yeah. It's a matter of being able to provide or present um, a, a sports product that a network says, Oh, this looks legit, this looks new. We think it will be a draw for our viewers. We think we can sell commercial space during the, uh, the sports program. That's how it works. Um, no magical formula really, but it does take a lot of dogged effort on the, the parts of Athletes Unlimited, uh, the NWSL and some of these other uh, nascent sports leagues and organizations. Just a matter of time and a whole lot of effort. I like your thinking. Yeah, just a matter of time. We'll see it maybe. I'm, I'm going to give it like 
three to five years. I feel like in three to five years, there might be some progress enough for like, oh, maybe we'll see you on ESPN one day, you know? Absolutely. I, wanna... well, I, I do have to say that yeah. the Boston Renegades, um, there was a fantastic documentary called Born to Play done about our team. And that aired on ESPN uh, last year, I believe June, June or July, 2020. So steps are being made. I want to go back to you saying uh, three-peat, which by the way, congratulations on that. That's like Thank you. such a huge accomplishment. Um, I want to ask you like throughout these three past seasons, has there been any changes in like team spirit when you first won is like okay that's cool we got one title and then the second year it's like oh okay I see what's happening here and then when you actually won again what was that like right so uh the the Boston women's football team is a dynasty at this point so the first national championship was won in 2010 um I played with Boston in 2011 when they won their second championship and that was my first and so now after having won, uh, the teams won six national titles overall, there is this sense of, at this point, we're always looking to be in the championship game. Like that's the goal. I played, uh, when I was in New York, I played on another team and the goals were different. It was, okay, let's, let's have a winning season. Let's get to the playoffs. But definitely now that I'm playing in Boston, the mentality is so much different. That really is a championship mentality where even in the off season, when you're training, you're training for the championship game. So if you are constantly looking at the championship game being your destination, it drives you differently in how you're approaching every aspect of preparation uh, and of playing the game. So I would say year to year to year, it's only driven us more to excel in every area possible. So I also see on the notes that I was given that you also play flag football. Um, can you talk about the, obviously there's such a big difference between tackle and flag, but what's the biggest difference for you? Uh, I don't get hit <laughs> in flag football. <laughs> So going into flag football, I just know there's a little more security in terms of safety. Uh, and I do have to remind myself that after I catch a pass in flag football, I can't just go stiff arm, you know, the defender. I can't just hit her in the face. So <laughs> that's pretty much the biggest thing for me as a skilled player, player as a wide receiver. Uh, things that are similar, I'm still running my routes hard. I'm still uh, running routes with precision. You still have to catch the ball and run and score. Uh, I think overall the differences, though, in terms of the types of players that are that are playing flag, you don't necessarily have what we call your bigs. So you don't necessarily have the women who are 6'2", 6'3", 250 pounds playing in flag, um, whereas they are absolutely, absolutely necessary if you want to be uh, successful in tackle. And shout out to the Boston Renegades O-line. Those are my girls. I love them. Um, they are the foundation upon which our offense flourishes. Shout out to them. <laughs> yeah, I'll give them a nice little clap. Yeah, shout out to them. Um, so I did you start both teams around the same time or was like you were with um, the tackle teams and then you're like, oh, maybe I want to do this or was it the other way around? 
So it really, I had played, you know, growing up two hand touch with the boys in the neighborhood, uh, got introduced to flag in high school, uh, played a little bit in college, but it wasn't, I didn't get into organized football until um, I became an adult and that was tackle. And then tackle, I did two years of tackle, which kind of led to flag because started people started to see my talent. And then I was invited to be um, selected to be a member of the U.S. Women's National Flag football team. And so representing my country was amazing in Canada. And I've been a five-time member of that team um, throughout the years. So yeah, tackle first, which led to flag. And so um, these teams, are they spread out across the country or are they like more like in one side of the country? So tackle football, uh, the Boston Renegades, we play in the Women's Football Alliance, and there are about 60 teams across the country in that league. So it's definitely uh, a, a national organization. And in terms of flag football, that's still, it hasn't been um, as structured. So you'll have teams throughout the country that are at the grassroots level. So for instance, here in New York City, I could find seven to, to 12 other women, we would form a team, and then we would compete throughout the year in various tournaments. Whereas tackle football is definitely more organized. It's more of what you would think of uh, in terms of like the NFL, where you have a league and there are tiers within that league and there are conferences. And those teams play uh, certain teams every year based on geographic location. Flag football sounds like a frisbee for me. Um, there's not really like a, a setup thing, or at least for high school. And um, it's more of a, you go to tournaments and then, oh, there's nationals at the end of the year. That's that's how it was for, for me in high school, um, college. I'm kind of taking a break from frisbee right now because school, school is important. Uh, where did you go to college? I went to undergrad at Washington University in St. Louis, and I went to graduate school. I got my MBA from Columbia Business School. And uh, so your college experience, did you participate in a bunch of like club sports or maybe clubs or did you just, you know, focus on school? So I actually played basketball for WashU um, my freshman year, and then I kind of split off from that and just was playing recreational softball, uh, basketball, and uh, flag football. Way to stay active. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I wish I would be doing that right now. I I wish I had the time for that. Uh, It's like, I didn't think, you know, as a 19-year-old, I'd be as busy as I am today, but it turns out that it's possible. It's possible. School, like, oh my God, I started last week. I didn't think... I didn't think it'd be that much, but I'm, I'm staying home, doing two years of community college, going to transfer somewhere. Uh, yeah, somewhere. My family has been tired of my antics when it comes to college. I should make a whole episode about that, and then they, they'd understand, and they stop making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk to you about um, your game, Blitz Champs. Uh, you want to talk about that for a little bit? Talk about the the best parts of the game, the reason why you created the game, um, what inspired you the most for it? Sure. Uh, what can I, I love Blitz Champs. It's, it's, and not just because I created it, because it's really fun. Okay. Um, so at the end of, 
December, it was like December, 2015. Um, I was sitting in my office and I'm like, oh, you know, I need, I want to do something. I need something. It would be great to, to replicate the fun excitement and strategy of playing flag football, playing tackle football into a different format, into a different medium. So I said, well, why not like a card game? And so I literally went to bed and woke up the next day and I had the idea for Blitz Champ. So over the course of 2016, um, I worked with the Columbia Business School Network to find certain people that had experience in different areas. And I bounced ideas off of them. I had this rudimentary prototype because I cannot draw. So I, I tell people that if I didn't happen to be cute, I never would have made it out of kindergarten because my little arts and crafts skills are just non-existent. So I literally cut up some index cards, wrote out the function of each card and then tested it with people. And then it was working. Gianna was working and people were enjoying it. So then one of my um, Columbia Business School alums put me in touch with a really great illustrator, like someone who's gifted, right? Um, this guy, Jason, he used to do work for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Marvel, um, Pokemon, uh, a lot of these top tier brands. And so I worked with him to come up with the, the card illustrations for Blitz Champs. And I wanted it to be inclusive. I wanted women to be in the game. I wanted men to be represented in the game. I wanted every color of the rainbow to be represented in the game so that if whoever picks up the card, if you're Japanese, if you're Haitian, if you're Russian, if you pick up a card, if you pick up Blitz Champs, you see yourself in this game and you know that football is for you and Blitz Champs is for you. So that's kind of where it got started. And it's super easy. The goal is to be the first person to score 21 or more points. Uh, green cards get you points. Red cards take points away from your opponents and yellow, car yellow cards, um, Keep the game in motion. How'd you come up with the name? Oh my gosh, great question. That took forever. So <laughs> I was able to come up with the game, the strategy, the mechanics like overnight, but I had to search and search for the name of the game uh, because you need something that can be defended, right? You need to have, be able to trademark it. You need to be able to get the handle across all social media platforms. So Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, what else? Snapchat, uh, every single platform. You, I wanted personally the name of the game to be the same throughout. So there wouldn't be any confusion. If you're on Facebook, then you can easily go to Instagram. But if you're on Snapchat, then you can go to Twitter and the name would be the same. So it took forever to come up with the name. And I kept trying to play with uh, words that related to football and being great at football. So Blitz from Blitz Creek, from the move Blitz, and then Champs, I changed the S to a Z, again, to help help with trademarking purposes and to match up with the Blitz at the beginning. That's really cool. Um, I, I'm not like, when I was younger, I was a big card person, like baseball cards, um, card games. Now that I'm an adult, I'm like lost touch but you know this this is such a really cool idea um you know I, like I tried to under, understand things like Pokemon or whatever and it's yeah. like it goes like it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me but I I understand this I look through the website looks awesome um please go buy Blitz Champs it is such a it looks like such a fun game 
Um, the creator is a fun person. <laughs> Thank um, Thank like you. this, this is a product that's meant for everyone. Anyone can play this game. Uh, what's, what's the age rating on this game? <laughs> so I like to say Blitz Champs can be played from the ages of seven to 107. Seven to 107. Yeah. And so that I, you always get the smart Alex. Oh, well, my grandpa's 108. Does that mean he could still play? <laughs> and I'm like, if your grandpa's 108, tell me who it is so I can just send him a deck for free. And yes, he can still play. <laughs> One thing that I've never understood, like growing up, is why these games have age ratings in the first place. Um, is there, was there like a specific process for this that you had to decide? Oh, like seven, or did you just pick a number and be like, yeah, okay. No, it wasn't arbitrary. So for Blitz Champs, you do, it involves uh, mental math, which is great. And which is why Blitz Champs is also used as a math learning tool in elementary and middle schools. So you need to have some concepts of addition and subtraction, which generally starts around the seventh grade, or sorry, seven years old. You know, kids can handle that, but I do have, I've had some customers that have had, you know, five-year-old kids and six-year-old kids that just get it. They know how to add, they know how to subtract, they understand the rules of the game and they rock out and they love Blitz Champs. That's awesome. I wish I was that good at math when I was young. <laughs> right? Don't we all? <laughs> I wish I was good at math at all. I mean, <laughs> taking a math class to graduate, who, who knew that was like a thing that you needed in college? I hate math, but I feel like I would be able to play this game just fine. Yeah, well, you know what, Gianna, if, if you if you play Blitz Champs, you're going to love math. You'll have a new appreciation, a new love for the game. I don't know if I want to risk that. <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to change your major. So you'll become a math major. Oh, no. that all, all my friends are like STEM majors, kind of, except for me. Like, I'm a journalism major. So it would right. be like I'm joining their side. And I don't know if I want to. <laughs> <laughs> risk that for me I've always been this person like no I hate math don't want anything to do with math sure I'll take this one math class so I can graduate and now you want me to love math I want you to love it I want you to play blitz champs and you will develop a love for it you don't even have to try you just have to play blitz champs and it will happen naturally it'll be an organic love will develop and the next time we talk you'll be like I changed I'm a math major with journalism <laughs> Or you'll be like, I only write exclusively about mathematics. <laughs> I don't know if I want to. Uh, math? Don't no. be scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> I am scared. Math is scary. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with math. I blame my college. They, they made me almost like, so I, I was failing this one class my freshman year. And they placed me in this awful math class that I should have never been placed in. And wow. so now I have a W on my transcript. Wow. Ever since then, it's like, okay, let's let's take this gen ed math class and, and get out of here. But <sighs> math. My, I'm going to tell my friend about this later when we FaceTime. He, he loves math. He's a, he's a finance guy, likes oh, the right. stock market. He's going to laugh at me and be like, <laughs> I told you or whatever, something like that. <sighs> awesome. I want to talk about traveling when it comes to playing um, flag football and um, tackle football. I see here that you 
were flown on the New England Patriots private oh. plane to Canton, Ohio for um, your third straight championship. What was that experience like? And can you just talk about in general, like what happens when you guys travel? Do you take a bus? Do you take vans? Stuff like that. Yeah, that's a great question. And normally um, through any other regular season, we will travel uh, via bus as a team. Some players will um, make their own well, make their own arrangements in terms of whether or not they want to drive or they want to fly to a game. Uh, but generally, we have a team bus when we're going to away games. Whether you know, again, we're going to uh, Pittsburgh or we're going to uh, Washington D.C. But due to the pandemic, you know, travel was on. It was everyone's responsibility to get to the game, um, to get to our games by by ourselves. So when Mr. Robert Kraft uh, surprised us with the generous offer of flying the entire team out to Canton, Ohio on the Patriots, you know, team plane, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't have imagined this. Uh, and the plane, <laughs> the plane was a dream come true. The seats were super wide. Cause again, you've got NFL players who normally ride on this plane. So I had all kinds of space. I'm sitting there and I had space for my bag. It just was, it was being in like first class times 10. And we're literally on the Patriots plane. It, I, it was, it's a, what can I say? I'm stammering because it was such an amazing experience. Private flying, the best kind of flying, <laughs> especially exactly. when it's from an NFL team's, uh, you know, private plane. That, that was so cool. When I saw that um, on, on social media, I was like, whoa, like, when do you see this happen? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Travel, um, for, for women's sports teams has been like really bad. Like I see tweets all the time about, you know, oh, this WNBA team is on my plane. And then like, you just wonder like when you travel, it's so important that, you know, you have enough room for your legs or just like in general, I'm short, I'm five two. So when I go on a plane, I'm absolutely fine. Maybe I don't like sitting in the middle seat, but like, I have no problems. People that are like six, five, right. they have all sorts of problems and it's super, super, super upsetting. So travel obviously needs to change too. Um, I should make an episode about that. Cause that's just another thing that bothers me. There's so much that it's like, I need to talk about this. Why haven't I talked about it yet? But I, I'm really happy that, you know, the new England Patriots, um, uh, did a thing for you guys and, yeah, it was gotta great. love a little uh, pop up on my screen about you know how much time we got left. You know what? I don't want to listen to you, Zoom. Okay, you don't control my life. You don't control this podcast. But we're gonna do lightning round questions because the, the the time does matter here. Let's go. Let's go. Is there a book you're reading right now, or a book that you liked in the, in the past that you would recommend to the listeners? Uh, yes, Cast, C-A-S-T-E, uh, by Isabel Wilkerson. Uh, it discusses the roots of racism in the United States and how uh, that affected the world and basically why things are the way they are right now. Do you have a favorite WNBA team? I got to go with the New York Liberty. Awesome. Yeah, I got a UNESCO jersey 
from last year. Yeah, it's a nice seafoam green. Love the new upgrade of the logo and everything like that. Like, it's just, it looks so much better. Yeah, totally. So much better. Is there totally. an NWSL team that you root for? Uh, not so much. No, I'm, I'm pretty much wrapped up into either basketball or football. Would, can I suggest a team for you? Go for it. What do you the think? The Chicago Red Stars. Okay. All right. Chicago Red Stars. Gotcha. Just, I just got to shout out my, my hometown team. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. Absolutely. Um, do you have uh, a favorite song that you'd like to warm up to or like any song you like to listen to on your way to games? Yes. And it's, it's horrible. It's, it's for my ratchet self, my alter ego, uh, who I call Phoenix Fuego. She likes to listen to Worst Behavior by Drake. I've not heard of that one, but. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> I know who Drake is, though. Yeah, that song is, it is what it says, Worst Behavior. So, uh-huh. Next. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Color green. Green? Yeah. Hmm. No one says that, honestly. Like, every time I ask, it's, like, some blue or maybe a red. My favorite's teal. Mm. Um, teal, though. Teal's a fun color. Yeah, well, Kermit and I are alone because we know it ain't easy being green. Um, is there a favorite uh, music streaming platform that you use? I only really rock with Pandora. That's wow it. okay yeah i tried it my mom l listens to stuff on pandora i'm like just use spotify it's so much like you pick what you want because she doesn't have the premium i yell yeah. her a lot for that but no i'm good with pandora i got all my stations based on what mood i'm in and it just suggests and we just keep going so yeah i'm good okay uh can i suggest spotify for you yeah i know i spotify i'm just not you know it's not with it that's it I do a whole bunch of other things. Like music isn't necessarily what I'm trying to win in everything, I guess. What's your favorite shoe brand? Oh, geez. What type of shoe are we talking about? If we're talking about cleats, I'm really loving uh, Nike. And I, I went from a mid top to a low top this year and it's serving me very well. Um, we're talking heels oh my gosh what would I choose there's so many great shoes out there I don't know I've that's that's a tough one right there I can wow, give you I really stumped you I, I can give you cleats but I can't give you like dress shoes I have some nice Cole Hans um yeah okay I like Nike cleats too um I use them for when I played frisbee and soccer. They're they're yes. nice. They're really old though. I need new ones like really badly. Um, when it comes to headphones, what brand do you use? Bose. Bose. I like Beats. I mean, I'm using like Sony. Yeah, I never wear anything that big because when I'm working out, I need something smaller. When I'm training. Yeah. Well, this yeah. is this is for looking professional. <laughs> great <laughs> my interview. no I'm kidding this is my these are for my computer but I use like the the tiny beats you know they hook on my ear um for when I go running and stuff Excellent. like that um I, I know you said there's like a lot of um 
different football teams within the country for tackle, is there a city that you would like to see it be expanded to or like a team go somewhere that there isn't one yet? That's a great question. But with like 60 teams, you think it's covered? They're everywhere. No (laughs) expansion needed. Team team Mars. That'd be great. You get some aliens to come down here and play. (laughs) Okay. And, and final lightning round question. Um, what is your favorite part about Boston? The people, my teammates. I was just in Boston um, in the spring. I was, I, was, uh, I was there for a few days, and it's such a lovely city. Um, I love it so much more better like, than New York. I just, like, I don't know. It, New, New York's York, always number one, though. New, New, York, one. New York for me was – well, I went when I was – um, the summer before my sophomore year of high school and it's just like I, I went to a Mets game um, the Yankees weren't in town that week but it was like Mets Dodgers so it was a good game um, my mom used to be in the luggage business so I'd go down for the, like the the luggage shows in New York City and nice. so I got to meet some people go around the city we did the boat tour um, so got to see the Statue of Liberty all those other other highlights of New York but but Boston I like Boston better okay (laughs) I like how you you live in New York but you play for Boston you ever feel like there's a you know there's a rivalry within yourself or or people are like but you play you play for Boston but you live in New York it's like any other uh, professional athlete who might live somewhere but play for another team but like you know what I'm going with, right? Like kind of, you know, rivalry type thing there within the two um, cities. Not anymore. Maybe not anymore. But yeah, not anymore. It's I'm I've it's become too normal for everyone around. They just know Adrian lives in New York, but she comes up for practices and games. You're just chilling in another city. <laughs> That's it. I'm worldwide international player with the passport. <laughs> nice all right so where can people follow you on social media and how can they follow blitz champs as well sure so for me uh i'm on all the social media platforms my handle is adrian v10 number 10 so a d r i e n n e t h e one zero adrian the 10 and as i mentioned before blitz champs is on all platforms b l i t z C-H-A-M-P-Z. I will put all that beautiful information down below in the description. Um, Is there anything that you want to shout out before, you know, we end here? I just really want to thank you uh, for the time and for doing this podcast of uh, Women's Sports Matter and just giving uh, a platform to the female voice when it comes to the, the sports world. Thank you for that. Um, all right, so time for my ending spiel. This is beautiful. Uh, hopefully we have time for this. I'll go really qu- really quick. If you want to follow me on social media, guess what? You can. I'm on Twitter and Facebook, same handle, at WSM Podcast. And on Instagram, you can find me at Women's Sports Matter. Um, hopefully by the time this episode goes out, I'll hit 100 followers on Instagram. I'm at 99 right now. It's that beautiful little number that's just eyeing me. Like, ha, you haven't hit the big 100 yet. Okay. Um, I'm also on YouTube. 
It's the Women's Sports Matter podcast. I'm trying to start that up again. All right, time for political nonsense. There is a recall election happening in California, and I'm going to suggest nicely that you vote no, because, like, don't be a fool and just, I don't know. I don't know how many California listeners I have. I think I have, like, a good amount. So if you can vote, there is time to register to vote, I think so, maybe, possibly. I don't know. Um, there's also a link down below. It's vaccines.gov if you haven't gotten vaccinated yet. Please go get vaccinated. Um, Delta is God awful. So please go get vaccinated. Link down below. It takes two seconds to like put your address in, find where you can get vaccinated. Again, there's a bunch of other resources linked down below. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Women's Sports Matter podcast. My name is Gianna Castro. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time, folks. See you later.